It's time for another retro throwback sidetrack bonus episode of The Hive Jive. This bonus episode, titled Slow and Steady Wins the Race, originally aired on Patreon on July 30th, 2020. Enjoy. Hey, all you Hive Jive junkies out there, it's that time again. Join our hosts, John Swan and Ken Milam, for another bonus edition of The Hive Jive. We are on the air. Um, so, Mr. Milam, I saw some photos. It looks like you went out and did another water meter removal. Yeah, it was a pretty big, uh, pretty big one at uh, in Burnet, and we. Well, me and Max. When I say we, it's Max and I. Well, Max does most of the work. Uh, we got there, and the guys had. Pulled the lid. By the way, these were little bitty water meter boxes. I mean, the lids. Did you see how small that lid was? Did he send you the picture of the lids? Um, I got a picture of the the box open, but you really couldn't tell the size inside the photo. I'm gonna say they're the size of a five frame nuke. That's now it's deeper. The box itself is deeper than that, but it's no wider than a five frame nuke, and much yeah, and, and longer. Now it's deeper. And uh, this when we got there, Max. Oh, look here! They're going to. They have absconded. I said, absconded. I says, why do you think that? Well, look. They, they when they pulled the lid off, they just run. And the guy that uh, found them, he says, "Yeah, my buddy." He says, "I pulled the lid up." He says, "I looked at my buddy. Freeze! Don't move! Freeze! Freeze! Freeze!" And he says, I just, the guy that opened the lid, he just stood still and his buddy took off running. And he said, they chased him for a good 150 feet. And I says, and I said, well, did you get stung? No, he got stung about 30, 40 times. I was flying up his pants, his shorts and everything. I says, cause he was running. And that's what I told him. He says, I just easily just walked over and got in the truck and, and he was still running. They're still chasing him. I said, there you go. I says, uh, and then Max started laughing because I was sitting there. Well, yeah, you don't want to move fast. He said, Dad, that's you saying that? I said, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of these guys. That I'll go through stuff in a hurry. Max is going slow. And, yeah, he takes his time. And I got to tell you. Now, I told him, I said, this this is, uh, this, uh, removal is yours so okay so he flips over the lid the whole lid's covered in in wax and i mean i think we we got three brood comb out of it and uh and put them in the rescue frames and then put them all moved it all into a five frame nuke one of the plastic nuke boxes uh got all the bees out and he says, I ain't seeing the queen. I ain't seeing the queen. Where's the queen? Well, I, and because he figured they had absconded already anyway. So he just figured it was going to be a waste of time. So, but he never gave up. He hunted. He got his phone and got down in the box and he's on his knees looking around with his light on his phone. And there she is. And he reached in there and grabbed her, pulled her out. And he had his clip. Well, he had his little, his clip. And he reaches in there and grabs her with his clip. 
Well, there she is. There she is. And I said, well, put her in the box and they'll all come in. Put her in the box and here they come marching in. Well, then all of a sudden they start marching out. What the heck? And then about, you know, this was 30 minutes later. Uh, he, he says, well, I got to look. He opens up and pulls out the clip and she ain't in there. <laughs> and he says, oh, look at here. One tooth is bent just a little enough. She could stick her head through. Uh, on on a regular clip, he, got, he finally got a clip of mine that wasn't bent, but she got out of his clip mm -hmm. and took off. And they all started following her, went back into the hole. And so he got down there. He says, you got a clip? I said, I got a half a dozen out there in my box. Go out there and get you one. So he come back with stainless. He said, this ain't bent. We got down in there again found her again reached in there grabbed her with that one and there she is put her in that box back in there in the frames in a five frame plastic nuke box here they go marching in they all moved in there and we we vacuumed what was left around uh with a bvac and uh closed it up and took them all home and everybody's happy <laughs> so the moral of that story is slow and steady wins the race. Be patient. Take your time. Oh, yeah, and take your time. And, I mean, I would have never got that queen. I mean, he worked for an hour and a half to find her. And he just kept hunting because he, he just – and he found her and got her out. And he's got the – it's a big hive. And then, of course, you know, I, I think I'd already told you all about my brother giving me a hive and a colony, a, a swarm. And he said they were mean. And we talked about it on the our other uh, – the regular, regular podcast about uh, being in a full suit and a jacket. Now – my brother bought a jacket, and I know we're short on time here, so I got him like a, short, a long story short. He bought a jacket. He opened up this box, stung him, I don't know, four, five, six times. Closed him up. Calls me. Come get these damn bees. These are mean bees. I said, there ain't no mean bees. Well, they stung me. The other, my other bunch, they ain't stinging me. I said, well, okay. So I come and got them. Took them to, to the yard. And uh, uh, me and Maxie was working them, and they are a little testy. I mean, they are a little testy. No, they won't be in for long because they have a new queen in there with them. And uh, I opened her up yesterday. And so uh, she'd been in there a week. Put her in there Monday. But they were a little testy. He has a jacket. They stung him all down his – I'm sitting there, why in the hell are you out there in a pair of shorts and with a jacket? They stung him on his legs. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting there. Yep. Yeah, okay. I said, that was just, uh, so I guess I'm going to have to get me a, a full suit. I said, okay. And I hadn't mentioned about, uh, you know, for long we will be having to put Ultra B out or, or some kind of pollen substitute. Well, I need some pollen substitute. My bees, I, I looked in there, that other bunch, I, I checked them the, yesterday and and they got drawed comb. They've drawed a lot of comb. They got nectar in the in the sails. Uh, they've got clothes, honey, and they've got uh, very little pollen. I need pollen. I says, as long as there's pollen out there, you do not need pollen. Am I? Did I tell him right? Yeah, I mean, but you the the only way to know if there's pollen out there that they're gathering it is to go watch the hive first thing in the morning. 
that's when they they do like they'll bring pollen in throughout the entire day but first thing in the morning after the overnight that is usually their main focus so if they are able to find pollen and bring it in you're going to see a lot more of it in the morning than you will like necessarily throughout the day um they're still able to get pollen from the sunflowers if there's a lot of uh native wild sunflowers out there they're able to get pollen from those there if you've got any herbs or anything that have been allowed to bloom they're able to get pollen from that and first thing in the morning this time of year for anybody that has crepe myrtles that are still in full bloom they can get pollen from the crepe myrtles early in the morning as well and so there is still potentially pollen sources out there but if you look at your colony and you don't see any bee bread or pollen stored in a comb and you watch them first thing in the morning and you don't see any pollen being brought in to the hive on the the legs of the foragers then yeah you can you can go ahead and start supplementing that i personally i kind of let my bees go ahead and do a little bit of a break in the dearth because that is that's part of ipm when it comes to integrative pest management one of the ways that you can do that is to create a brood break and the summer dearth a lot of times depending on the race of the bee and you know the available food sources and size of the colony will actually create its own natural brood break because when it gets hot and there's no food available the queen will stop laying and all of the brood will end up like you know aging out and hatching out and there's not necessarily any new brood in there and so i will do that sometimes on purpose to go through and cause that brood break and let them kind of do their own thing and then in the the tail end of summer prior to fall when our heat wave breaks then i'll go through and i'll start doing my supplemental feeding and i'll put out the dry pollen feed and and let them go for it then um, but i don't necessarily try to make them continue growing and raising brood in august when it's brutally hot out here i wait until oh, it's the hot. Of september yeah Okay, though. That's what, and that's what I told him. I said, well, the end of this month, first next month, I said, you'll need to put, you can come by. I got a couple of, I got a hundred pounds of Ultra B. And so, yeah, uh, just come by and get you some. You won't need that much. Oh, well. Now, hey. so yeah. So, in regards to Ultra B, mm -hmm. um, there are different types of bee pollen substitute stuff out there. Ultra B is derived from corn and is kind of a bright yellow mm -hmm. um b pro is derived from soy and is kind of a muted tan color mm -hmm. but there is a new one that is coming out and i unfortunately do not remember the name of it so shame on me um the first time i had actually heard about it was well in theory i should have heard about it prior to this but the first time i heard about it and actually acknowledged it was when I was doing the the little seminar presentation for that beekeeper club that I mentioned on the main segment. Um, I did a presentation recently for the Central Texas beekeepers. Um, and one of the questions in there was, have you ever heard of this? And it is a new pollen substitute. It is black. Black? And it is, it's black. And it's derived from seaweed. And I'm going to say the word wrong probably, but spirinella or spirinella, spirinella, mm -hmm. um, that's where it's derived from. And it is supposed to be more nutritious and better for the bees than corn or soy. Now, soy is not good for the bees and neither is corn from the aspect of genetically modified, which a lot of times they are. Mm -hmm. But it's also soy is not good for bees because soy has a couple of sugar 
the, like the the chemical component and makeup of a couple of its sugars mm. are actually toxic to the bees as opposed to not. And I don't know how that translates over into, you know, like a pollen substitute, but soy itself does have some attributes that are not necessarily good. So this stuff is supposed to be hand over fist better. And the the gentleman was asking and he was saying he's buying a bunch of it. He's going to do an experiment with it and see because the the person was at one of our Texas conventions and I, apparently I didn't see them or, or pay any attention to them, but that's where this gentleman had first ran into them and he bought a bunch of it and he's going to try it out. But he did say that when he was listening to another presentation given by a former president of the Texas Beekeepers Association, um, they tried it because they're really big on going through and making sure they can do, you know, like the super DMF um, the probiotics and prebiotics and supplements and all that stuff. They want to make sure their bees are as healthy as possible. So they tried this stuff and they said they couldn't get the bees to touch it. And I don't think they're doing open feeding. I think in this regard, they're talking about making patties and putting the patties into the hives. Mm -hmm. One of the other things about it too, is that supposedly hive beetles are not attracted to it. So the hive beetles will not go and eat on it and lay their eggs in it and cause a big mess like it can the other pollen substitutes when you turn them into a pollen patty. Mm -hmm. So, but when the other person tried it, they said that the bees just ignored it. They didn't do anything with it. And the manufacturer said, well, you probably were doing it at a time where the bees had readily available pollen and therefore they didn't need it. So they ignored it. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, that's a great response to give somebody, mm -hmm. but I have a really hard time thinking that the former president of the Texas Beekeepers Association, who owns over a thousand hives, would not understand that. You know, would would have been like, I'm going to feed them in the spring when there's lots of pollen. Like, I don't think that happened. <laughs> so I think, I think we're going to have to have three feeders to have that one, Ultra B, and What'd you call the other one? Uh, uh, B-Pro. Yeah, C-Pro. B-Pro. So, and then we can see which one gets eat up the most. How's that? There you go. Put them all out there side by side and, and let them see which ones they take the most. We'll do our own Bees Choose video. <laughs> that's it. That, 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 that's a, I like that idea. I think I might try that here. Well, it'll probably be next month, but uh, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, well, unfortunately, this has been a very short episode. Um, I do apologize to everybody. It, it is literally only going to be like 15 minutes long, which is not cool for a bonus episode. Um, but I do have a uh, online course that I have to be logged into in the next four minutes. So unfortunately, we are going to have to cut this one short. Um, but anyhow, uh, I hope everybody out there is doing well, and I hope you have enjoyed the stories and uh, maybe you gleamed a little bit of information out of there and have some fun things that you can try to go through and experiment with on your own. And uh, yeah. Slow, 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 full suit. Slow, slow, there you slow, go. full suit. Okay. Slow and steady wins the race, man. Slow and steady wins the race. Not for me. I just get stung. Hey, slow and steady wins the race on number of hives too. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I don't have near as many hives. We got. We'll talk about that on another another show though. There we go. We'll talk about that next week. What weird year? I holler. Well, y'all be good because John has to go to work. I gotta go get educated. Okay. Be good. <laughs> All right, everybody. Be good. Be safe. Bye bye. I'll be good. Holler at you later. Be good. Thank y'all. 
This Hive Jive production was made possible by amazing patrons like you. And we appreciate your support. To all our Hive Jive junkies out there, you truly are a bee's knees.